Hey, Jerry, I'm so excited. Our podcast, Because I Want to Know and Hibbly Horror Stories, are doing a live event together in the Dallas area. Yep, Saturday, October 16th. It's going to be so much fun. Dude, you just completely ignored the fact that Mysterious Circumstances and Hillbilly Horror Stories have a live event the night before in Galveston, Texas. I did not. As a matter of fact, Justin, I was just going to bring up the Galveston show on Friday, October 15th. Jerry, why are you doing a commercial with Justin? Once again, you have given him special treatment over me. Besides, we have a special private dinner show in Memphis on that Tuesday, October 12th. Tracy, I would never give anyone preferential treatment over you. Of course you wouldn't. Thank you, Justin. Um, hello? Leslie Fear over here. Now everyone's ignoring me. Enough! Get your tickets and more information at hillbillyhorrorstories.com. We will see you there unless we kill each other first. Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey everyone, today I'm joined with Carrie Barney and she actually is from Orlando, Florida, although right now she's not there. Uh, She got married recently and she was on her honeymoon with her husband, having the time of her life in Rome and Ireland and all the wonderful places they went. Suddenly something happened and I'm going to let Carrie explain that to you. So welcome to the show, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. So uh, I know your story, but I think you're so funny and you're so well-spoken. And I think my listeners are going to love your story. So tell me what happened to you. Why are you in Ireland? So basically, I got married on August 15th to the love of my life. And we immediately after the next day, we set out to our trip to our honeymoon. We started in Rome. We had an amazing experience. We went to Florence. We went to the Amalfi Coast. We went to Pompeii, which was breathtaking. And then my husband, his bucket list was to go to Ireland. So we went to Ireland and we went to the Guinness Museum and and we went to the pubs and we did all the fun shopping. And as we were leaving and concluding our honeymoon, I was in the Dublin airport and Per U.S. standards, you have, regardless of your vaccination status, you have to test uh, before you return to the States. So we're waiting in line and me and my husband both get our results. He's negative, but unfortunately, I am positive. Oh, my gosh. So what happened? I mean, oh, my gosh. So immediately, I'm in panic mode. I'm in a country that I have (laughs) no idea how they handle things here. I don't know anything about their politics, about their health care, like, I planned the wedding. He planned the honeymoon. So I had no idea what the cost was to be here. I had no idea anything. Right. Like my husband was the planner for this entire honeymoon. Oh, wow. And I was obviously fearful for myself and my health. I was fearful for him because I didn't want to get him sick. Right. I was fearful because I'm in an unknown location. And then I also am in the first 90 days of my job. And they were they were blessings enough to let me get my honeymoon off for a week. Right. But now being like, I can't even make it back to my job. And you work in the healthcare industry. You're a nurse, correct? Yes, I'm a nurse. I'm a risk manager in Orlando, Florida. Okay, yeah. First of all, oh my gosh, I'd be in panic mode too. Um, the good thing about you and that I've learned about your TikTok videos and guys, <laughs> big surprise, found her on TikTok. That's pretty much where I find all my people anymore. Um, <laughs> she is 
first of all, hilarious, but she's very independent. And I can tell just by the way she handles herself. I can tell she's very confident in herself. And like I said, she's just hilarious. So, well, okay. So let's back up. You're at the airport. So what happens? He has to leave you. Like they won't let him stay with you, right? No. So the way that they handle it here, they take it a lot more seriously than they do in the States. And um, they have a lot less numbers. So they're they're really able to control the masses in that way. Right. And I went up basically to one of the airport people and I was like, what do I do? And the look of shock and awe on this woman's face, I can tell she's never been face to face with a COVID positive person before. <laughs> so after she steps back like 10 feet from me, <laughs> she's like, the Department of Health is going to call you. You need to get out of here. You need to go. Your husband needs to leave. You guys both need to, like, get apart from each other. Like, it's a big thing. Right. So we're sitting here, like, in full panic mode. And within 30 minutes, um, well, first we got our first negative. I didn't believe it. We got ours in, like, the rapid one by the airport. So we ran back with all of our luggage. And I sat there crying. And I was like, test me again. And they were like, no. And I go, what can I do? And they go, well, you could pay for a PCR test. And if it's negative, then that would overrule the antigen because the antigen is the rapid. Okay. So I took a PCR and I we're going back to where United is and I'm in the airport and I'm praying that this thing is negative. And before I even get the chance, the Department of Health has already called me and it's like, <laughs> you are so detected. It's ridiculous. Oh, no. And let me ask you something, Carrie. Where do you think you got it? Because like you said, you're vaccinated. um, And I know you can have breakthrough COVID. But where do you think you got it? Because your husband didn't. So I'm that's that's very curious to me. Well, as a nurse in Florida, we were like the second wave of people able to get our vaccinations. So it was like the immunocompromised and the elderly. And then it was like frontline healthcare workers. Right. So I was the second wave of people to get it. So the time I got my second dose was January of this year. Okay. So it's okay. been a while since I've had anything. So I don't know if that took place. Whereas my husband is a very, you know, normal, healthy man. So once his was available, which I think it was like a few months later in April or May, that's when he got his. Well, and that's why they're talking about the booster shots because, you know, they're talking. Exactly. exactly. Okay. So your levels weren't as high as his um, as far as the, what do you call that in the vaccine? I, yeah, because I'm, I, it's early here, guys. It's it's not early for her. I haven't had breakfast yet, so there you go. Uh, <laughs> You're looking at my lunch, so yeah. oh, I know. Time difference from my, you know, from Florida, so it's a little bit of a time difference. Exactly, and and it's six hours for you and I. So after thirty minutes, the Department of Health is ushering you probably away from your husband. Tell me about that part. So basically, they were like, separate your stuff, stay away from each other. So we took two separate cabs to this hotel that's near the airport and they put us on separate floors and I was in there and basically I'm getting calls from nurses, from doctors, the department of health, like basically Mm -hmm. the Irish government. And they're like, you're not to see your husband. You're not to talk to him. You're not supposed to answer the door to anybody. If they knock, you can't like you're on lockdown. Basically. I didn't realize your husband was at the hotel with you. The one you're at now. Or, you know, before... No, not this one. Oh, no, oh. this is a different one. Oh, that was a different one. Okay. Oh, Basically, my. I call it like a holding hotel because it was just the <laughs> airport hotel, but okay. they were like trying to figure out where to put us. Oh my so gosh. So okay. in my first few TikTok videos, you'll see that the background's a little different. 
And it's because I was at the holding hotel. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Because I've been with you through all of this because you came up on my For You page like immediately. And then as you know, as you are very well aware, your page blew up like overnight, like craziness to where on your lives I think just on the lives you've got like three or four or five hundred people watching you and talking to you. 150 all right so you're in this holding hotel and you can't even talk to your husband and you're separated already at the hotel so what happens next so then they call me and I'm talking to doctors nurses every 10 seconds someone new is calling me asking me what my symptoms are when it started how I'm feeling what do I need So, and they're getting a full medical history. They want to know everything. And then on top of it, someone else calls and they start doing contact tracing. So they want to know what shops I went into, who I spoke with, what cabs I was in, what restaurants I ate at. They want to know everything because they will go and basically the government will call them and say, you had a COVID positive person in your cab. You need to do a deep clean. You had a COVID positive person in your restaurant. You have to clean everything. Wow. So they really take it seriously. So they called the hotel that I stayed at when I was in Ireland on my honeymoon. And they were like, no one can be. We were uh, blessed enough to get the honeymoon suite. Okay. They were like, no one's allowed to be in the honeymoon suite for 14 days. You have to deep clean everything. You have to wash the bedding a certain way. You have to do X, Y, Z. Wow. So it was crazy. Yeah. And then they say at seven o'clock. We're going to get you a, um, well, I bought it myself. You have to take a cab. You have to tell them that you're going to this specific hotel. Okay. And this specific hotel is known everywhere in Ireland as the quarantine hotel. Okay. The the poor taxi driver, uh, he's like in full PPE, basically. <laughs> like <laughs> in hazmat gear. <laughs> basically. And I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. <laughs> and I feel like the most infected person ever. If you're COVID positive in the United States, it's almost so common that no one cares. Here, it was like, you would have thought I said I had the plague. You would have thought I said that like my skin is peeling off and if I touch you, you're going to turn into dust. Like it's the infinity stones and you're just going to (laughs) like Thanos snap and you're going to not exist anymore. This is why I wanted to interview you. You were hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) So it was nuts. But I ended up at the hotel and I remember watching people in different quarantine situations and watching what they got from Taiwan and Norway and like other places. And I was like, they're just showing you what they're eating, but they're not talking about it. They're not saying the difficulties and the struggles that I'm sure they're dealing with. Yeah. And I personally, I'm very open about my mental health. Um, I suffer from anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. and the way that I was like, I can sit here and become a victim of the situation that I have, right? or I can try to find an opportunity and make somebody else's day. My day is already horrible, but if I can make <laughs> someone else laugh, if I can try to promote body positivity, right? then at least I'm helping somebody. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah, it sucks that you're there and it sucks you're away from your brand new husband. And I'm sure it's like, he's my husband. Oh my gosh, I get to call him my husband. It's so exciting. And of course, doing this is it's got to be helping your mental health but I'm telling you it looks like you're kind of having a blast on this TikTok thing because it's just so much fun to watch you you do these dances oh and guys now got to remember she's in a government hotel that's paying for everything and that's another question that um, I just answered and they bring her food and she's uh, gotten so like recognized on TikTok because 
a lot of the people that are that she's quarantined with, she goes out. There's a time during the day that she can go out and communicate with the people that are in the hotel. They still have to keep their distance, but they're all COVID positive as well. But she's made friends and they know about her TikTok. Well, it got back to the chef. Now the chef watches her and I'm telling you what, and he now knows that she's not really adventurous with food and she openly admits it. So he's uh, he's helping her out a little bit. So tell me about that part. So me and the chef have now become besties. So um, once again, I, I'm just documenting my journey and most people are interested in what I'm eating because there's, there's no menu. This is not a resort. This is a government-sanctioned quarantine hotel. So I don't get to sit there and go, I would like the lobster with a side of butter and it's not that kind of hotel. No. And mind you, there is no ice machines. There's no microwaves. There's no refrigerators. There's no housekeeping. There's no laundry service. You do it yourself. I know. Well, you're in the, you're in the, yeah, you're in the bathroom and uh, you did a video on just, I guess you got some detergent, some laundry detergent and you had everything with hot water in the bathtub and you're like, well, now I have my laundry detergent. I use shampoo and soap. (laughs) I don't have laundry (laughs) detergent. So I was just like, I'm just going to clean this as best as I can. And you know what? It worked because you know, you did it really well. And the thing is, guys, we're so used to like ice and cold bottles of water and all the, you know, in microwave at least, or, or some kind of something. And oh no, no, no. She was getting hot bottles of water. And then finally, I think it got back to the chef. So now he's sending her like ice cold <laughs> bottles of water. He's sending me little frozen ones now. I don't know if you can hear it, but I'm drinking one now. That's all the ice. <laughs> okay so tell me about the first meal you got and then after the chef knew you tell me about what you got after that okay so my tiktok started taking off and i was outside during the recreational two hours that we get a day yeah so i'm outside and i'm enjoying the weather in ireland is beautiful right now so i was enjoying the sunshine right and I see a guy on the balcony and he has the little chef's top on. Yeah. And I look over and I just go, thank you so much for that vegetable soup the other day, man. It was great. And because there was a vegetable soup here on like my first lunch and I like drank the whole thing. I would have I would have taken a liter of it. It was so good. Right. And I look over and I'm pointing to him and he goes, you're the girl on TikTok. <laughs> and immediately I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be awful because i don't know what i have said about the food at this point oh so i'm you're like right. i'm sure i've said oh. like this is awful this is you know i don't i don't even remember it's all a blur yeah. so i'm just in like oh my god and i like put my head down and i'm like <laughs> trying to sink into the grass and just disappear and um yeah basically he's like how are those cheese toasties that you're making with your iron and i'm like oh my god Oh, and full disclosure, guys. So as you know, no microwave, no no way to cook, of course, you know, government sanctioned hotel. Well, she's got an ironing board and somebody, I think she either you came up with it or maybe one of your viewers came up with it and said, hey, use some foil, use the iron, put some cheese on some bread or whatever you have and heat it up that way. And it worked. Yes. And I've basically made a grilled cheese every day since. <laughs> And that's what he was referring to. How is your cheesy or toasty sandwich or whatever he called it? They call them toasties over here. So he's like, how's your cheese toasty? And I'm like, oh my, Atlanta. <laughs> but things started improving on the food menu, correct? Yeah. So I come to find out, he found me on Instagram and he's like, it's the chef, by the way. This was after everything. Sorry, I'm going too fast. No, but you're fine. I come to find out later that his sous chef's daughter 
showed the sous chef and goes, isn't this girl at where you work, daddy? And then he goes, yeah, that is one of our people, I guess. And then he showed the main chef and was like, this is a girl that's in one of the rooms here. She's reviewing our food. <laughs> and it was like a whole thing. And I, I thought they were outside on the smoke break, but apparently they wanted to like meet me. But they're, I mean, they were over a hundred feet away. They were obviously on a second story and I'm in the grass. Well, you have this, the like, plague. Yeah, you have the plague. So yeah. <laughs> and he's like, we wanted to meet the TikTok girl. And now ever since that time, I get like an extra bag or an extra muffin or extra cheese or something. And then he started, I'm full blown American. I like my glass of water to the brim of ice or or anything to the brim with ice. And they just don't have that here. It's not a thing in Europe and especially in Ireland. If you want ice in something, they like look at you like you're crazy. (laughs) And so he started freezing my bottles because I asked, I was like, do you guys have an ice machine? They're like, absolutely not. So the only way that he can get me anything icy is if he puts it into like, I'm sure they have like an industrial freezer. Right. So. And it obviously it stays cold all day. Okay. So you were interviewed by one of your local news channels. They actually caught wind of you because you've gotten that viral on TikTok. So tell me about that experience. So yeah, my local news, you know, Spectrum News 13, they reached out and they were like, would you do a piece in regards to traveling internationally during a pandemic? And I said, I was like, it depends what the focus of the article is, because I was like, I don't want this to be a political thing or a government thing. I want it to be a, these are the risks if you travel. If you're not already vaccinated, get vaccinated. Because the reason I'm doing so well, all I have is a minor cough. That is it. The only reason I knew I was positive is because I got tested. So I wanted it to focus more on like, be safe when you're traveling, but this is the risk versus like, the government and different types of politics. Like I just didn't want that narrative, but I think he handled the story beautifully and um, it brought awareness to something that a lot of people don't think about when they're traveling. Right. And yeah, it's been a wild ride. Well, you know, and and you're right. I mean, it is a choice and I, and I understand that I don't want to say yes or no on any of that. I don't get political on mine at all. Um, I had a choice and I did what I wanted to do for my family and you did the same. Now, Let's talk about it, though. I mean, you aren't with your husband. And of course, you've had a lot of fun with TikTok. But how are you doing? I mean, I, you, you're in a room with two beds, basically, um, a desk and a bathroom and a TV. And I think that's it. Oh, and the TV is 20 inches and it has six channels and oh. half of them are blurry. Oh my God. And one of them is like, basically, there is no TV. Well, so no wonder you got on TikTok. In a room. <laughs> <laughs> you had to do something. Yeah. Well, and that's why I think you've made quite a few videos because honestly, I I don't even know how you do it in there because they, they only let you out like what, once a day? Yeah, once a day for two hours. So it's not prison. Yeah. And I mean, so much worse. I could be in a hospital on a ventilator. Oh, sure. I could be, you know, paying for it. Like this could be 10 times worse. So I am grateful for what I have. Oh, sure. But it's not a walk in the park by any means. No, exactly. Now, tell me about what you did when you got there from the United States and you got there and did you land in Rome? Did you start in Italy? Yeah. So we, we landed in Rome and that's where our whole honeymoon started. Right. And that's personally, that's where I think I got it because in Rome, like they just don't wear masks. It's just not a, even a thing. You oh. would go there and think, oh, Corona what? Like, it's just not even a thing. Okay. So the only times that you wear them, if you're going into like a museum or somewhere like the Vatican, 
Oh, wow. Or something like that. Then you would wear it, but no other circumstances would you wear it. Okay, gotcha. Tell me some of the places you went because you went to some really cool places and I want my listeners to understand how cool some of these areas that you that you viewed were. We went everywhere. Obviously, we went to all the beautiful historical museums with the most amazing, you know, like Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, We saw like all these beautiful sculptures that are from like before America was even a thing. Like it was it was crazy. (laughs) And I'm like this art piece is older than my country. Yeah. Like it's wild, you know? Yes. And um, we went there. We went to Florence. Mm. We saw those amazing museums as well. We went to the Amalfi Coast, which was amazing. We saw Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade on a beautiful yacht. It was amazing. (laughs) And then uh, we also went to Pompeii, which is a tragic story, but it was the highlight of my honeymoon. Really? Why was that? It was basically Pompeii, for those that don't know, is basically a very tragic thing that happened. So there was this beautiful big mountain, and one day, they thought it was a mountain. It ended up being a volcano. And one day, it erupted, and for 36 hours, it basically rained acid rain and suffocated the people of this poor nation, and basically was frozen in time. Mm. So there's literally just people dropped dead because of this acidic rain and everything. And then all of the ash and everything from that volcano that ended up coming down on top of them. So the whole city was underneath rubble until like the 1700s. So this started in like, I think it was like 73 after Christ. Like this is like 2000 years old. Yeah. And and they're almost perfectly preserved, aren't they? Yes. They're almost like, you can see the most minute details. Uh, I think it was like a week ago, they found a new person. It was a mummy, which is weird because normally they uh, put somebody in and like make them ash. Oh, what oh, is that called? Um, embalm them, you mean? Yeah. So okay. most people are embalmed, okay. like, and then all their stuff is with their family. So oh, okay. they never saw anybody like in graves. Like that wasn't a thing then. Everybody right. was just put into entombed with their ashes kind of thing. But this person, for whatever reason, was mummified. So they're like, this person must have been some kind of importance. And it was so preserved. Yeah. There was hair. There was a full ear left. Like, wow. there was body tissues from over 2,000 years old, guys. Wow. Okay. It's and that's crazy. Just, well, and that's the thing. I mean, just seeing that. But how do they keep it in such good condition? I mean, you can't touch it. You can't get too close to it. So how, what do you know what they do? Uh, the girl that was with us was the, an archaeologist that had worked there for years and years and years. So she can give us such like minute details of the architecture, of why things are the way they are. Um, she was like, basically, during when all of the acid and the rain and everything fell into this area, it perfectly preserved it. Wow. So that's why everything is kept in such like pristine. There's mosaics that are still fully intact. There is art pieces. There's graffiti on the walls because that's how they communicated. They would write on the walls like, my dearest Cynthia, I hope that you sneeze sweetly. Love your dearest Bartholomew or whatever, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's how they communicated. That's how they would say like, vote for my son for mayor or whatever. He's a good boy. Or they would talk trash and be like, (laughs) um, they would basically be like, there's one that you could literally read it, and it's like, Sir Anthony, your mother's a whore. Like, it's oh my crazy. <laughs> Even back then, there was a lot of drama. Lots of shit talking. <laughs> well, I got to ask you, you know, your TikTok is so big, there's got to be some haters. 
Have you come across oh, it? Absolutely. There's a lot of Karens out there, guys. Wow. I mean, you don't have to go into detail, but I mean, how can people be mean to you? I don't understand that. I don't understand trolls. I just don't get it. Yeah. I mean, it was hard. It was really hard in the beginning because, I mean, I read every comment that comes through my TikTok. I'm yeah. not so big where they just get drowned into nothing. I will read them. Yeah. And I'm a normal person with normal feelings. But people, for whatever reason, feel the need to say, like, why are you complaining about X, Y, Z? And I'm like, I'm just sharing my story. Right. And I mean, there's a million people who have it worse than me. So if I do anything, they're like, you should be so lucky to have ice water or you should be so lucky to have an iron. There's people in Africa. There's people off at war. There's people on ventilators there. And I'm like, this isn't a contest of whose life sucks more. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, that's yeah. not what this is. That's exactly. This is exactly. just and watch it, me go through a very difficult situation and try to make humor out of it. I even commented on this and I got a lot of likes. I'm still getting likes and notifications on a comment I made about I am strangely enthralled with your journey. And you were like, uh, OK, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm glad you like it. Yeah. But it's just, to me, it's interesting because you made it fun and you explained things and you were real and you weren't trying to be a certain kind of person. You weren't, you were you and you were very authentic. And I think that resonates with a lot of people and it resonated with me. And that I think that's why you blew up. So gotta ask, what are you going to do once you get out of there? Are you going to keep your TikTok up? I really don't know. Really? Um, I, I keep going back and forth on it. I'm very analytical. I got my business degree and I look at the analytics of the videos and I see what works and, and I see what doesn't. So what people like is the food videos and me reacting to it. So when I'm back home and I'm making my own meals that I'm comfortable with, yeah, I don't think people are going to find anything I have to say quite interesting. <laughs> I don't know um, about that. You're funny. I, I disagree with you on that. You're still hilarious. <laughs> The only thing that I can see that it maybe transitions to is my mother actually had the idea. She was like, you should open a P.O. box. And now that you have so many international yes. friends, they should send you snacks from where they're from. And you could try them live and, you know, do them on your TikToks. Absolutely. So you could try prawn chips from Asia and ketchup chips from Canada. And I mean, like it's hit in a lot of countries that I never ever would have expected it to yeah so it's crazy the outreach that a simple tiktok can have it's um, crazy <laughs> it so really it's nuts is. but you know i think that's a great idea and if nothing else because i remember one of the things that you got um or a few things that you got that you weren't familiar with were some of the chocolate bars they had there and you were like mm -hmm. you really liked them but chocolate's so different there than it is here isn't it oh yeah it's it's like cleaner if yeah. that makes sense. No, Everything know, here yeah. is so less processed mm -hmm. that even the junk food is healthy. <laughs> You're like, oh my so God, what am I doing? The McDonald's <laughs> here does not taste anything, anything really? like the McDonald's at home. Well, what does that say for us, right? right. <laughs> what exactly? Like the, like the potatoes here, and I mean this in the kindest way, yeah. I love McDonald's with all my heart. The sizes are obviously different because yeah. Americans are gluttons for more. <laughs> But their biggest drink is our medium. That's oh, yeah. their large. I can see that. Uh, I can their see that. biggest nugget is a nine piece versus our 10 piece. There's the, the sizing of the fries are different and the taste like the chicken nuggets. They just taste different. 
They're a little bit more manufactured in the United States. They're a little bit more rubbery, the Chicken McNuggets. Right. And I'm like, I love Chicken McNuggets. I'm not talking trash. I'm just, you know, calling it as it is. Sure. And the fries in Ireland, they just taste like regular potatoes. Just plain fries, no big deal. But they don't have that same, like, I think in America, I read something that was like, the fries aren't vegan because there's beef broth or something like injected into them to make them more savory. Oh, really? So, yeah, oh. they're not considered a vegan product because there's some kind of animal byproduct in it. Okay. Um, yeah. That does not fly here. That's not allowed here. Yeah, well, you know what? And that's why people live a little longer over there. <laughs> oh, I don't doubt it. And like the, you know, like the orange sodas in yeah. America are like that really bright neon artificial orange. Sure. Not here. They are like weird yellow dehydrated piss color. That's what Fanta looks like. Here. And I'm sure it doesn't taste the same either. Oh, it doesn't. It tastes like, once again, it tastes like oranges, just straight oranges. And I'm like, this is orange juice, not orange soda. And they're like, there's bubbles in it. And I'm like, no, no, no. That doesn't make it any different. This is not orange soda. You know, when you get back home, everybody, because I'm sure the people that you work with, they're watching your TikToks too. So they know you're being authentic and you're really not just taking an extra time on your honeymoon. You actually are in quarantine. Um, I, I, told my, I showed my boss the, uh, the news clip and I was like, just in case you thought I was making it up. <laughs> like all right there okay you got to pass but i can just imagine you know if you do open up the p.o box and start doing some you, you never know it could take off girl and then you'll be like um i don't even know if i have to do my my nursing job anymore but i think you do love it so that's that's another thing i mean are you looking forward to the to the new job there yeah i love my job i work in a an amazing company in underprivileged communities so i mean i it that brings me a, an inner joy just to get up and go to work every day. Yeah, you're giving back so much more. Yeah, absolutely. And it takes a special, lovely person to do those kinds of things. So well, I asked you a while back and finally was able to get a hold of you and you agreed to do this. And thank you so much for joining me. You have been a blast to watch on TikTok. You've been so much fun to talk to in person. And this is going to air in a couple weeks and um, I will let you know. And can you tell everybody where to find you? Yeah, you guys can follow my journey. Uh, my name is Carrie, K-A-R-I, and Me Home Tonight. So that is my TikTok, Carrie, K-A-R-I, Me Home Tonight, just like the song. Great. Carry Me Home Tonight. Yeah, great. It's a great handle. And uh, guys, watch her. She's so fun, and it kind of takes your mind off everything. And, you know, we need a lot of that right now. So, Carrie, thank you so much for joining me. You have been a blast. Thank you so much. Well, I love providing because I want to know to you at no cost. So if you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review or you can donate to the show at my PayPal at lesliefear at yahoo.com. Any support you give will be sincerely appreciated as I'm a one-woman show and I do all my own producing, all my own recording, and all my own scheduling. And I appreciate any amount you feel led to give as it'll help offset the cost of my show. Also, one more thing, I am a paranormal romance novelist. I have eight under my belt, and you can find them all on Amazon.com. Just look up my name. I'm very easy to find. Thank you all so much for your support, and I will see you next week.